0: Shri Mate Bhaktivedanta Vedanta Swamin Namaste Sarath Pate Deve Gorabani Pracharine Nirvishesh Shunyavadi Pasha Tade Jaya Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Sri Vasadi Gauravata Vrinda Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Vradayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Nam Ne Gaurat Vishena Namo Brahman Nidevaya Go Brahmana Hitayacha Jagadhitaya Krishnaya Go Vindhaya Namo Namaha A Krishna Karuna Sindho नंदो जगत पते गोपेशा Radha कांता राधा कांतनमोष्टे राधे ब्रिंधा ऋषभानु सुते देवी प्रणामी हरि Vanchakarpadarubhyasya Kripasindrubyayevachah Patitanam pavanebhyo Vaishnavibhyo namo namah Hare Krishna Hare Krishna, Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Rama Rama, Rama, Rama Hare Welcome all of you, once again, Om Atmiyana Dimirandrasya Dhyanand Yarashtra Veya Chakshurun Militamena Mena Sri Shri Guru Veda This whole Bhagavad Gita session, I am offering it to my spiritual master, His Divine Grace AC Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, who has inspired me to give this knowledge To everyone that I can come across so it is only by his grace I am able to speak a little bit on Bhagavad Gita otherwise a fallen soul like me has no qualities or qualifications to actually speak on the Bhagavad Gita so I pray to him that he gives me intelligence to speak this wonderful topics on the Bhagavad Gita so in the previous few sessions we have covered until Shloka 31 and in the very first section, that is from 2.1 to 2.10, Arjuna further had certain doubts which he put forward to Krishna and he surrendered to Krishna. prapannam. So until then he had not surrendered but in 2.7 Arjuna actually surrenders to Krishna. Please inform me how do I lead my life, how do I fight. So that was discussed in the first section. From 2.11 to 2.30, Krishna gives the Gnana. He tells Arjuna, who was so overpowered by compassion, he had that overwhelming compassion due to which that Karpanya had come into his heart. He had become miserly. He had become weak and Krishna told this compassion that you are showing is a real false compassion. It's not a real compassion. Why? Because this compassion that you are showing is actually for the body and not the soul. So by giving the knowledge of the soul, and we have discussed elaborately about the different qualities and the nature of soul in the previous session. So Krishna, right in the beginning, spoke very beautifully about the science of the soul. Identify yourself. What is your true identity? Know your true identity. So that is what Krishna very beautifully explained to Arjuna so that he understands that his compassion is actually a false compassion because that was one of the reasons compassion for which Arjuna didn't want to fight we have discussed that in chapter one so here after explaining about the soul in the last session we touched upon the verse number 31 and 31 to 38 Krishna is going to speak Karmakanda he is telling Arjuna you have to fight but why you have to fight because you have to do your karma so let us understand this section today very beautifully which we have already started in the previous session we have discussed verse number 31 so today let's continue from verse number 32 which is actually the Karmakanda he is giving yet another way another concept of Karmakanda Arjuna, you should fight because this is what you are supposed to do. Let's understand this story. Very interesting. So, verse number 32 Yadrachaya chopapanam. Yadrachaya, chopapanam. Yadrachaya chopapanam. Sukinahat Shatriya Pata Sukinahat Shatriya Pata Lavante Yutamidrisham. Let's do that once again. Yes, Gratiajo Papanam. Yet the Sriya to Papandam Swarga Dvaram Mapapatam Swarga Dvaram Mapapatam Tookinahash Shatriya Partha Siddha Shatriya Partha Levantay Utamitisham Levantay Utamitisham Send the good, Please repeat the translation. O oh, Partha O oh, Partha Happy are the Shatriyas. Happy To whom such fighting opportunities come unsought. To whom such fighting opportunities come unsought. Opening for them. Opening for them. The doors of the heavenly planets. The doors of the heavenly planets. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. So very nicely Krishna is explaining, oh Parka. Why is he called partha because he is the son of prita prita is another name of kunti kunti is the mother of all the pandavas so that is why is addressed as o oh partha kunti happens to be the aunt of krishna o oh partha this war this battle of kurukshetra has come naturally it has arrived to you and you are a Kshatriya and as a Kshatriya you should not give some petty reasons to not fight because such fight is actually going to take you to heavenly planets see wonderful thing we had discussed a little bit uh, about this in the previous session Hina ma'am had asked this question how can the kshatriyas go to heavenly planets Krishna is telling Anybody who dies while fighting in the battlefield, especially for a yuddha, he actually is elevated to heavenly planets. Now this is exactly opposite to what Arjuna had told in the first chapter. If you remember, in the first chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, in verse number 43, Arjuna had said, Utsannak kula dharmanam maunush. Manushyanam Janardhanam Narake Niyatam Vaso So Harjuna had told that Narake Vaso If I fight Krishna this particular war then I will go to Naraka by fighting because I am fighting with my superiors By killing them I will have a lot of papa upon me I will I have to go to Naraka I have to go to hell And that is why Krishna is completely giving this counter-argument now to Arjuna. Saying that, oh Partha, don't worry about going to hellish planets because you are a Kshatriya and by dying while fighting, you are actually going not to hell but heaven. The doors of heaven will be open for you. And this is true. Even in Garuda Purana, this is explained that how people who fight... And when they give up their life while fighting in a yuddha, they are actually elevated to higher consciousness or higher, they are given a better body in the next life. So there is no loss here. It's very, very wonderful. And as the Kshatriya, I have told this, Kshatriya, who is a Kshatriya? One who protects, one who protects the weak, especially the Brahmanas and the women. And not just brahmanas and women, a kshatriya is also supposed to protect the dharma. And Krishna is telling him this is a dharma yuga, a And a kshatriya, a Shatriya, it is your dharma to protect. You are a kshatriya, so you should not give up your so dharma as a kshatriya. So this is very beautifully explained. And Krishna is trying to elevate that fear of going to Naraka. Don't worry because you are not going to Naraka by fighting, you're actually going to. Even if you are, even if you die, even if you lose and die, still there is no loss because you are going to heaven. What a wonderful thing it is. So Arjuna need not worry about going to hell. And very interestingly, we should know that all the people, all the people who actually died. On the battlefield of kurukshetra they all achieved higher planets heavenly planets or at least the higher grade of life in the next life you know why because all those people on the battlefield actually died in front of krishna so anybody who dies in the presence of krishna the supreme lord they are actually purified so by dying just by the presence of krishna in presence of Krishna, they all got elevated. That is the benefit of being in the presence of Krishna. So Krishna is not ordinary. Krishna just by glancing by on all of them, he actually had already finished all of them. And he had also promoted them to the heavenly planets. So there is no loss by fighting this particular yudha. So Arjuna, Arjuna, you have to fight. This is extremely important. So that is why Krishna is saying that You have to fight. At the same time Krishna is not changing the definition of enjoyment here. So earlier uh, another reason why Arjuna was saying no, no, I don't want to fight because how will I enjoy? Because if I kill all my relatives and if I win the war with whom will I enjoy this whole opulence? So Krishna is saying if enjoyment is your concern then don't worry because you are still going to heaven and in the heavens There is lot of enjoyment, there is so much of enjoyment there which you don't even get here on this earthly planet. So you have to fight my dear Partha. So this is what Krishna is telling here. Let's understand little more further because Krishna is going to reveal something interesting going forward. So Dev, unmute yourself and let's chant the next verse and that is the 33rd verse. Attach it from Imam Dammyam Sangram Nakarishasi Sangram Nakarishasi Tataswadhar monkir Timcha Tataswadhar monkir Tata Timcha Itwa papam avapjasi Itwa Once again Attach Imam Dammyam Atatretvam imam dhamyam Sangramam na karishyasi Sangramam na karishyasi Tata swadharmam kirtim cha Tata swadharmam kirtim cha Pitvapapam avabrasi Pitvapapam avabrasi Wonderful. Please repeat the translation. If If However However, you do not fight. You do not fight this religious war. This religious war. Then you will certainly incur sins. Then you will certainly incur sins for neglecting your duties. For neglecting your duties. And thus, and thus, lose your reputation as a fighter. Lose your reputation as a fighter. Wonderful. Thank you so much and Juhari krishna so yet again this is very interesting here how beautifully krishna is refuting all the arguments that arjuna had put forward earlier in the first chapter so in the verse number 44 arjuna had mentioned ahobata mahatpapam kartum vayam yad bhena, antum so he said that Aho, a mahat papam. I am going to incur lots and lots of sins By fighting with all my relatives My guru and my grandfather How can I fight dear Krishna And Krishna is saying You are completely a fool my dear Arjuna You should not think like that Because here in this particular shloka, Krishna is saying If you do not fight this religious war Then you will incur sins See, it's completely a paradigm shift. So many times we think, according to our own perceptions, certain things, certain actions that we are doing is right because it is pleasing to the mind. Is it not? Many times we don't want to do the right thing. It is because it is not pleasing to the mind. Many times we just listen to the mind and we want to comfort the mind. And we compromise on what is dharma. So here... Krishna is saying you don't have to compromise you shouldn't compromise what is dharma and don't please your mind. He is directly telling you have to fight this because if you don't fight then there is going to be sin. Papa will come upon you. So many times we think that by performing actions we are doing dharma. By performing certain actions Which are wrong that is Papa it's not just performing wrong actions by we will incur sins in fact sometimes by not performing actions we will incur sins I'll give you an example there is a patient who is actually suffering and he's quite ill the doctor knows about it the doctor is very well aware that he is in this particular ward He needs treatment. In spite of knowing if the doctor does not give any treatment to the patient, actually it is irresponsibility on the part of the doctor. So he may say, oh, anyway, the patient was there and he was just having some disease. But I did not do anything. I did not give him any medicine. He still died. I did not give him anything. Still he died. No. It's not just the duty of the doctor to give medicine. It is also to treat him. Not giving medicine. Oh, I did not do any my, any of my actions. That a doctor cannot say. A doctor cannot say that. He has to perform his actions. So here, Arjuna is a Kshatriya doctor. And as a Kshatriya doctor, he is supposed to uproot all the negative elements. The Kaurava party. He has to uproot all the infamous kings on the side of Kauravas. So he has to act like a doctor here. He cannot escape from his religious activities, his religious dharma. So, Krishna is telling if you are worried about Papa, then don't worry about Papa, because you have to fight. By fighting, you will not get sins. But on the contrary, if you don't fight Arjuna, then you will incur a lot of sins. See, it's completely different what Arjuna had thought about. So many times, this is what happens when we read Bhagavad Gita and we try to understand Bhagavad Gita. The conceptions that we have will all get evaporated because this knowledge is going to give you completely new for us a completely new paradigm to understand a new context to understand the world and life so that is what Krishna is telling here to Arjuna very beautifully is explained again it is a reputation to what Arjuna had told before so all this reputation all these arguments that Krishna had uh, Arjuna had put forward our Krishna is now going to defeat them one by one, one by one. So let's go to the next sloka, it's very interesting. So, Vinam uh, Mataji, please unmute yourself. Let's go to the verse number 34, it's again very interesting. So, let's chant the verse number 34, very interesting. <laughs> Akirtim Chaapi Bhutani. Akirtim Bhutani. Katayshanti gave a yum. Katayshanti gave Once again, Chakirtin chape bhutani, katha isyanti devayam, katha isyanti devayam, sambhavitasya chakirtin, sambhavitasya chakirtin, chakirti. maranadati ritchate, maranadati chiritchate. Wonderful. Repeat the translation. People will always speak of your infamy. People will always speak of your infamy. And for one who has been honored and for one who has been honored, honour is worse than death. This honor is worse than death. Thank you so much. So here yes. Akirtin Chapi Bhutani. Krishna is using another very strong argument to completely shake off Arjuna so here Krishna is saying if you don't fight you will be getting this reputation you will get bad reputation Arjuna you know, if you don't fight and just go away from this battlefield, all these different warriors, these people who are talking about, whom you have already spoken earlier that, oh, I let me not fight in verse number 45 of chapter 1, let them kill me, I will be unarmed, let them just kill me, all these people will only talk ill about you. Not just these people, across the world, People who had now, till, until now who know that Arjuna is a great warrior, such a great fighter will now get bad reputation because of not fighting. And people especially bad reputation stays for a long time in the world. Because people don't forget the mistakes that you have committed. People don't forget the wrongs that you have done. Any good thing people will forget very easily. But one mistake that you commit, people are very unforgiving. People are like that. In the society, we see that this this particular thing is there. People are very unforgiving. They don't forget the mistakes that you have committed. Why they don't forget? Because people continue to gossip. People gossip a lot about negative propaganda, about the wrongs that you have done. Good things people don't gossip bad things people will gossip a lot of things and There is uh, also this media paparazzi, you know, what is that people especially the media? moment you do something wrong They will actually magnify that wrong and they will display to the whole world Oh this such a such person has committed a big mistake and everything your reputation will go in vain so this is again a very dangerous thing i don't know how many of you have heard about tiger woods tiger woods he's a very famous golfer he's a world champion he was once upon a time but then such a wonderful player tiger woods who had gained so much of reputation and who had won so many world champions with so many trophies and he used to get endorsements endorsements worth millions of dollars so many companies were behind him giving him paying him so much money for endorsements to become a brand brand ambassador for their products and this Tiger Rhodes was found guilty to be having a illicit relationship with another woman other than his wife and moment the society the people got to know that this is what he has done he has an illicit affair. All his endorsements worth millions and billions of dollars was taken away, and then publicly he had to give a statement and accept the mistake that he had done. But you see, people will never forgive. And then that is what—it's all gone. All the reputation, so much of hard work, everything gone in vain because. Once we start our career, we start it with the hope of earning a lot of money. It starts like that. But when people start climbing the corporate ladder and they start getting more and more money, it is not about money later on, it is about reputation. As you climb the mass loss pyramid, you go higher and higher and higher. People are not worried so much about roti kapda makan and money. It's all about prestige, it's all about reputation, it's all about name and fame. And when you lose that name and fame which you have gathered with so much of effort, what a disheartening thing it is! The same thing happened with Bill Clinton. I think it was 2000, 2001. President of India, no, sorry, President of America, and he was again having this affair with Monica Lewinsky, and he was impeached. Public could not tolerate. He said no. How can this person be a president of America and he was brought down why because there is a character flaw people are unforgiving. no matter how big you are but people will bring you down why because oh there is a mistake you have a character flaw and that is unacceptable that is why we should be extremely careful extremely careful and very responsible in our duties and we have to perform our actions without compromise, especially our Swadharma. See, even though if we are not a very great person like uh, Tiger Bill Clinton or Arjuna for that matter, we should still be performing our Swadharma without compromise. So this is exactly what Krishna is saying here. So please do not compromise my dear Arjuna. You should not act in an ignoble way. Arjuna, please do not act in an ignorable way because you are a Kshatriya, please do not compromise. So, let us be very careful about not getting bad reputation because you know the way the people will speak to you is very painful and especially when someone is very close to you it becomes very painful and that's exactly what Krishna is going to further elaborate in the next words now. So in verse number 35, Krishna is going to explain more. Pad, I will take your call very soon, please until then, uh, keep uh, listening to the session. I will take all your calls in the end at 30 minutes, okay. So now let's go to the verse number 35 and let's understand what Krishna is going to tell further to Arjuna to shake him up, he is in an in, in a illusion, so he wants to shake him up completely. Dana du Pratam Monsian Ta Maharataha Monsan Ta Maharataha Isamcha to Mahabo Mato Isamcha to once again. Bhayadranadu paratam. Bhayadranadu paratam. Mansyante twa maharataha. Mansansyante twa maharataha. Eshamcha बहुमतो, mahbahumato wonderful repeated translation the great generals the great generals who have highly esteemed your name and fame who have highly esteemed your name and fame will think will think that you have left the battlefield out of fear only that you have left the battlefield out of fear only and thus and thus they will consider you a coward They will consider you a coward. Thank you so much. Thank you. Krishna. So you see, another very interesting way Krishna is telling Arjuna. Arjuna, these people who are right in front of you, Karna, Bhishma, Dronacharya, all these people, great warriors, Duryodhana, they will think that you have left the battlefield because of fear Out of your fear You are running away from the battlefield They will never think That oh Arjuna is very compassionate And out of compassion You are not fighting You are thinking of all these different uh, uh, Parameters of uh, Going to hell And incurring papa No none of these things will be thought by them They will only think That you ran away from the battlefield That too out of fear. Now Arjuna, you can imagine he has already fought so many wars before. He is never fearful. But although he is such a great warrior, if he fights, he doesn't fight and he goes away from this battlefield, then people will think that he has actually left out of fear. And they will think that, oh, it's not just fear, but it is also incompetency on Arjuna's part. All these great warriors on the opposite side, they will think oh he is so incompetent, this Arjuna was anyway incompetent, Karna will be even more happier because Karna was an arch rival of Arjuna, he will be even more glorified because now Karna will be so happy because all throughout the world it was known that Arjuna is a great fighter, great archer but now people will know that Karna is a great archer and that's exactly what he wanted to uh, display, Karna will be very happy if Arjuna runs away from his battlefield. and Krishna doesn't want that to happen because Krishna wants to prove to the world that Arjuna is a great warrior isn't it so let us understand what are they going to do here Krishna is saying that it is they will think they will use foul language against you be very careful all these people they are going to think that it's fear and incompetency on your side why because see we all are trained from childhood to see only actions and not our intentions when we look at people we look only at the actions we don't look at the intentions of the people right many times it happens so when people will see arjuna running away from the battlefield they will only see his action of going away running away from the battlefield they will not see his intentions behind going away from the battlefield that is how we are all trained our motivations are not seen by the world whenever we have perform some actions please understand The motivations with which we do, certain actions are not seen by the world. They see only the actions. And that happens. I'll tell you in my own case, it happened once when I was in ashram. I was coming back from a certain service and I was really hungry. And when I went to the dining room, the dining hall that we had for all the devotees, all the brahmacharis, I was quite late and everybody had almost done with their prasadam and when I saw that I was taking prasadam the sweet was all over and I really like sweets now what to do anyway I took whatever was there available and I was having my prasadam and I was thinking oh I missed the sweet today because I was late and then I saw that other devotees on their plate there was a sweet and they were enjoying their sweet. That was even more uh, painful. You know, sometimes you, you see someone else having something that you don't have, it gives you even more pain. So, now what to do? I was just looking down and I was having a prasadam. And other devotee, another devotee who was having prasadam. He started asking for sweets to a person who was serving. I was thinking, oh, what is this? He already had his uh, quota of sweets, now he's still asking another one. And I didn't get even the first, uh, first serving. This happened twice. Twice. Whoever came to serve him, he asked, is there another sweet? Is there another sweet? I was thinking, oh, what kind of a devotee is he? He already had, but still he's not actually uh, uh, satisfied Share, yeah, you know this person, this devotee is so much greedy after having prasadam, especially sweet so now it so happened that the person who was actually serving he had reserved and he had kept his plate ready and he had a sweet this person who was serving the sweet he came and he asked Prabhuji do you want a sweet? I will give you then this devotee who was asking for sweet, he said No, 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 I already had mine, it's not for me, but I saw this person, this Rasagna, he has not got sweet because he came late, please give the sweet to him. I was shattered within, I was thinking, was this devotee asking more and more sweet for himself, but actually he was asking the sweet for me. I was so confused, you see, I felt very bad about it. And I thought that how I actually judge this person. I saw only his actions, but I did not actually see his intentions and motivations so many times in life it so happens that We see the actions of people, but we don't realize the motivations and intentions of the people and that is why a lot of misconceptions lot of uh, confusions and there will be sometimes quarrels and fights between people just because We don't clarify our intentions to the people. So many times, there is miscommunication. Miscommunication not just verbally, but there is a miscommunication even in terms of mentally understanding certain actions of people. So whenever you perform an action and you know that people have not understood, it's better to clarify your intentions also so that people know what it is for. So it's very very important a best a very good communicator not just communicates verbally what he wants to speak but he also speaks out his intentions he doesn't speak just the content he also speaks his intentions and that is a good communicator it's extremely important because people don't have most of the time that ability or the time to go and ask you to seek Clarification from you. They will just see your actions many times. That doesn't happen So please understand that this is what Arjuna will be understood like because people will see only his actions and not his motivations beyond behind the things that that is doing and this is called this particular thing is called as attributional error Have you heard about this attributional error? attributional error means We try to attribute certain motivations, our own motivations to people's actions. Let me tell you this, if you see a person who is overeating, if a person is overeating, then you think that oh this person is such a glutton, he is is so greedy, he is eating so much. But if I eat more, if I overeat, then, oh, I was hungry, that's why I'm overeating. See how we justify our actions. If others overeat, he's greedy, he's a glutton. But if I overeat, no, no, I was very hungry. If others sleep more, oh, such a he is. He's such a lazy person, always sleeping, always sleeping. But if I oversleep, oh, I was very tired you know I was so tired I had work we try to justify our actions you see this is how when it comes to us we try to justify when it comes to others, we try to blame them so this is called attributional error so we should not get in this loop we should never develop this quality of attributing wrong things to others it is not good so Krishna is telling All the people on the Kaurava side they will apply this attributional error to you and they will think that you are an incompetent fighter so don't do this Arjuna don't run away because these people are not going to leave you they will never understand your motivation right so very interesting here very interesting so let's go to the next words Vadishyanti tavahitaha Vadishanti Tavahitaha Tato Let's do that once again. Avachavadam Chabahun, Avachavadam Chabahun, Vadishanti Tavahitaha, Vadishanti Tavantaha, Nindantastavas Samatjam, Tato Dukkahataram Nukim, Tato Dukkataram nukim. 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 Please repeat the translation your enemies enemies will describe you your enemies will describe you in many unkind words in many unkind words and scorn your ability and scorn your ability what could be more painful for you what could be more painful for you thank you so much and very harikrishna Hare Krishna. So again, Krishna is continuing to say that how all these people, your enemies on the opposite side, they will speak very unkind words and they will scorn your ability, O Arjuna. And especially for any responsible person, when he gets a bad pain, it's very difficult for him to digest. It is worse than the death. death. For a Kshatriya if he dies on the battlefield while fighting is a great victory for him actually but when somebody tells him or brings him infamy that is very painful it is as good as death it is like death for a Kshatriya so Krishna is telling him that these people will scorn your ability just like when there is a black dot on a white board or on a white wall the black dot becomes very easily noticeable isn't it so similarly a person of character when he does even a small mistake that will be immediately noticed because people are constantly looking at you oh it's a pure character pure character but then one black dot a small dot will be easily noticeable And Arjuna with such high caliber and high character When he commits this mistake of not fighting then people are going to scorn in the ability see so we Especially when we are acting in a responsible way and we are in a very responsible position in society We have to be very careful about uh, actions that we perform very very careful people will not forgive us and that is why today you know people have lost faith in many great saints also many great uh, this spirituality. many people are not taking it up why because there are so many swindlers in the name of saints we have seen so many cases recently all people you know many people uh, in the saintly behavior oh as if wearing the saffron robes and then having all this big big mustache and having tilaka all great things but then when they act in a very abominable way people lose faith in the whole system of spirituality so that shouldn't happen so people in a responsible position especially people in the spiritual position should act very responsibly and when they don't do when they fall down from their position it becomes very difficult people are going to use all in names they're going to use bad uh, words and all those things will happen and words are very powerful isn't it words are much powerful than sword chanikya pandit we all know chanikya pandit chanikya pandit says he's one of the greatest politician that india has ever known so Chanakya Niti is very famous. So Chanakya, he says, Jiva Agre Vasati Lakshmi, Jiva Agre Mitra Bandava. What it means, Jiva? Jiva means tongue. Jiva Agre, Agre means at the tip of your tongue, Vasati Lakshmi, fortune resides. And at the same Jiva Agre, Mitra Bandava, all good friends and relatives also, they reside at the tip of your tongue. Because a person when he speaks very pleasantly, a person who speaks with compassion, a person who speaks good, then fortune is on his side. Good people are on his side. His relatives and family members are on his side. Because he is a very pleasant speaker. He never hurts anyone. But on the contrary, if you don't use good words, then there is misfortune. People will not come close to you. That is the power of words. Words are extremely powerful. At this point, I want to share a short story. You know, there was this group of frogs. All these frogs were passing through a forest. And as they were fa- passing through the forest, suddenly two of the frogs accidentally they fell into a pit. And when they fell into the pit, it was quite deep but they thought okay let us try and they started jumping and trying to get out of the pit and it was quite deep and all the other frogs on the periphery they thought oh it's quite deep and these two frogs are not going to make it up so they are going to die in this pit and the pit the two frogs in the pit they were trying to jump more and more with full force But they were unable to do so and after some time the frogs on the top they started yelling at these two frogs hey come on you are gone now you're not going to make it up you're going to lose you're going to die here in the pit please don't unnecessarily put all this effort you will become weak and die even sooner so all this group of frogs on the top they started yelling at these two frogs don't jump don't jump Just be there and die this is what is going to happen and one of the frog inside the pit Listening to these frogs on the top He lost all his hope he thought yes What these people are saying is right because I have tried so much I have tried my best to jump out of this, but I'm unable to do I don't think I'll be able to make it out. So I'm going to die and he actually died listening to all these other frogs he actually died but the other frog he didn't give up. He started jumping more and more and more and more. And the frogs on the top are telling him, hey, come on, don't do this. You're going to die. See, your friend has already died. You're going to die soon. Why are you simply trying hard? Give it up. Don't." But this fellow, this frog was very determined and he was jumping, jumping. And finally, he actually jumped so hard, he came out of the pit. And all this other group of frogs, they were astonished. Hey, how did you make this? How could you do this? You see that other frog actually died. And we were telling you so much not to try, but still you tried. What made you? What inspired you to continue? Don't, didn't you hear that you know we were actually telling not you not to jump? And this frog said, Actually, I am deaf. I can't hear what you are saying. I am deaf and I could not hear any of these things that you were saying. I, I thought by your actions that you are actually inspiring me to jump out. And because seeing your actions to come out, I was inspired and that is how I came out. I could not hear anything. By the way, thank you so much for inspiring me. This is what this process. So, my dear friends and devotees, we should know... That words have the power to kill you to you know completely put your make you incompetent and take away your confidence at the same time this words also have the power to give you a lot of confidence so this Arjuna who is such a great warrior if he listens oh he's an incompetent person he is uh, Uh, He is good to be Brahanala only He is simply an Arjuna He is actually not Arjuna, he is Brahanala He is incompetent. How will he feel? How will we feel? When somebody tells us If there are others Whom we are not related If they speak something wrong to us, we may become angry for some time And we may also yell at them and we can Equally have a verbal war with them And we forget after some time But if somebody very close to us husband or a wife, especially when you speak and you start speaking ill words, ah, you just cannot forget. You just cannot forget. And especially the women will not forget. Even after 20 years, they will remember. Oh, 20 years ago, you had told me like this. And this is how I had felt. I know men will laugh and they know very much about this kind of situations and they must have had some experiences like this. Women have very good memory, especially when you have told something wrong against them ah, they will not forget. My wife doesn't forget. She still remembers what I have spoken few years ago. <laughs> and she will remind me, this is what you have told me. Oh my god, what is that incident I must have forgotten but still it is there in her mind. So anyways, the thing is bad words and impenny are not good for a Kshatriya. Uh, by the way, there is a very nice incident uh, in Mahabharata when this Jayadratha had tried to kidnap Draupadi in the Vanvas, he was wanting to kidnap and he took away Draupadi and that is when the Pandavas caught him and Bhima, you know, he pet him like anything, he was uh, full blue and black, this Jayadratha was about to die. But then Yudhishthira said, no, 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 he is still our brother-in-law because he is married." Uh, our sister who is actually the sister of Duryodhana Jayadratha should not be killed, he is our brother-in-law And then you know, we still have to punish him, Bhima said we cannot live him like that The kind of action that he has performed he should remember all throughout his life And then Jayadratha was shaven and he was shaven in such a way that there were 5 shikas. You see I have 1 sheikah with me, so he had 5 shikas on his head five, two, Each Pandava was representing one of the Shika. Such a disgrace for him. And he could not go back. Actually, he did not go back to Hastinapura or to his palace. He just did tapasya. He went away to the forest to do tapasya. Gyadrata. Same thing happened. Same thing happened to Rukmi as well. You know who is Rukmi? Rukmi is the brother of Rukmini Devi. Rukmini is the the Primary queen of Krishna, the very first uh, queen of uh, Krishna. So Rukmini, this brother of Rukmini, was very much against the marriage of Krishna and Rukmini. In fact, he wanted Rukmini to get married to Shishupal, and that is how we know this famous story that Krishna, a hero, he comes. Why does he come? Because Rukmini had written a very beautiful love letter. Probably this was the first love letter written in the history of our uh, country. So, Rukmini had written a love letter and sent across through a Brahmana to Krishna and then it's very beautiful actually sometimes I would like to mention about this uh, love letter of Rukmini and then Krishna was so impressed by reading this love letter of Rukmini that he comes and kidnaps because Rukmini is asking Krishna please come and kidnap me so Krishna comes and kidnaps Rukmini and that is when she, Rukmi also the brother of Rukmini was following and trying to stop Krishna to take away uh, Rukmini and then Krishna with his Sudarshan Chakra fought with Rukmini and defeated him and then there also Rukmini said please don't kill my brother Krishna said I will still have to punish this fellow and what did he do I will not kill him But I will shave half of his head so Rukmi's head also was sh- and for a Kshatriya such an act is actually as good as death, as good as death. So infamy is not easy to take, not easy to take. So bad words, words are very powerful and such actions are all there because Krishna, Krishna is telling this Arjuna because Arjuna this can happen happen to you as well. So please, please, please don't run away from the battlefield. You have to fight. Do your sva-dharma. Very interesting. So good, very nice. So Lasya has joined. Lasya, unmute yourself. Yes, sir. So let's chant the next shloka that is shloka number thirty-seven. So very interesting shloka again. So here Krishna is going to share something interesting. Hatova swargam. Atova, Brapis, Braptia, <praprsya> him, <feev> Twelgum. <svargam> Jitwa, books the same, Mahim. Jitwa, books the same, Mahim. Tasma Tas utish the Tasma utish the comtea. Udaya, Kretanishcha. Udaya, Once again. Hatova prapsya seeswargam. Hatova prapsya seeswargam. Ditpava boksha se mahim. Tasma duttishta kaunteya. Yuddaya ya, krita nischa ya Wonderful, translation O son of Kunti O son of Kunti Either you will be killed on the battlefield Either you will be killed on battlefield And attain the heavenly planets And attain the heavenly planets Or you will conquer Or you will conquer And enjoy the earthly kingdom And enjoy the earthly kingdom Therefore therefore get up and fight with determination get up and fight with determination wonderful thank you thank you sir so like I told you earlier that this is yet another paradigm shifting concept or idea that Krishna is bringing here you see previously in the first chapter arjuna had created a situation of lose 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 situation what is that lose-lose situation arjuna was thinking oh if i fight and become victorious still it is a loose for me because all these people my relatives will be dead i cannot enjoy with them it's a loose situation at the same time he is thinking if i die on this battlefield, then I will incur a lot of papa because I have fought with my own uh, people and I am going to suffer in them. So, even if I win, it is going to be a lose situation. Even if I die on the battlefield, it will be a lose situation. So, it is a lose lose situation according to Arjuna. But here Krishna is saying, My dear Arjuna, it is not a lose lose situation, it is actually a win win situation for you why because krishna is saying here if you even though there was no certainly of wit, person of kunti either you will be killed on the battlefield and attain, attain heavenly planets because if you get killed you are still going to go to heaven that's a win for you there is no loss so wonderful thing it is there and if you win if you win you will still enjoy the kingdom if you lose and die you will get the heavenly planets that's a win and although if you win here on the battlefield you will enjoy all the opulence that is there so actually this is a win-win situation for you it is not a lose-lose situation so this is how a kshatriya should have a proper understanding of fight proper understanding of Swadharma each one of us we all will have our own battles and we have to have the right understanding of the battles that we are fighting in our day to day life we should never give up our battles we should always fight don't worry about the results don't think about the results because results are not in our control it's not in our hands so here I want to mention a very nice story, a short story about King Yeshomanta. This Yeshomanta king, once he had gone to a battle and he had fought very valer, very uh, uh, with full valor. But it so happened that he was overpowered by the enemies and Yeshomanta, he actually was defeated and he had to flee from the battlefield. So this Yashomantha king He was coming back to his own kingdom and while he was coming back before he could reach the kingdom the news had already reached the Queen and Queen got to know from the spies that Eshomanta the husband the king has lost and is coming back to the kingdom this Queen was such a Shatrani she said how dare this king is coming back to the kingdom, he has lost and he wants to come back to the kingdom here I will order all my dasis to close the doors of the kingdom, he should not come inside because he has lost and as a loser I don't want him to come inside, he should either win and come back to the kingdom or he should die on the battlefield, he cannot come alive back to the kingdom that was what the queen said just imagine so very beautifully the culture was there in the vedic time women were not weak see the power of the Kshatrani. they were extremely powerful and they are saying she's saying my husband also you know husband you know she oh my husband my dear husband please come i'll take care of all your wounds and i will nicely uh, put the bandit on you no he's saying you better die That's the Kshatriya rule. On the battlefield you are supposed to die. Don't come back. So, uh, that was the mood earlier. But of course that is not the mood today. And uh, at least as much as possible, we should encourage, we should encourage our uh, family members, we should encourage our uh, friends to do their duty, to do their swadharma not to run away from the children, understand this principle and help them please help them not to, never especially for the children I have seen many parents they try to encourage their own children to escape from certain duties oh, homework uh, madam has told you it's okay don't do it you can do it tomorrow anyway let's go for a movie or let's go such things are there, why because they want to enjoy they will also put this culture within the children to escape from the duties. Knowingly and knowingly, it happens. Many times, when, children, when parents are supposed to be very strict with their children, they don't become. I see many parents becoming friends with their own children at the age of 9 and 10. That is not good. Parents should become friends of their children only after 16 years. But until 16, Nicely take a rod and hit them when they do wrong. You should correct them. You should beat them. It's important, Chadika Pandit says. Otherwise, they will not mend their ways. I see just a one parent called me. Prabhuji, so much my child is attached to this PUBG. PUBG, or I don't know, that what is the new, uh, I don't know, I know, some game it is, MI4, something, something like that. 25,000 Rupees rupee is that game that, and this child is addicted to it. He will eat just to go and play. You know, he will eat so quickly, run away. He will take a textbook and he will run away to popcorn, whatever that game is. So please understand, many times we don't know what is right and wrong, and we spoil our own children, our own family members. Sometimes. We should learn how to teach them what is their swadharma. It's a responsibility as a parent that we give them and make them understand what is their swadharma. As a student your swadharma is to study. So all these things are there to be discussed going forward more and more. So very important concept but before we end today's session I want to touch upon the last words of the karmakanda section. This section is going well. so let's go and do that. It's very interesting. So I want Achudandhi to unmute yourself once again and let's share the 30 case words again. Okay. (laughs) Sukadukke (laughs) sa (laughs) mekritwa. Sukadukke sa mekritwa. Nabha Jaya jayajayo. Lapa, Lapa, Jaya, Dayudhi Kato Yudhyaya Yudhyaswa Pato Yudhyaya Yudhyaswa Naivam Paapam Vaktyasi Naivam Paapam Vaktyasi One second Sukadukhe Samekritva Sukadukhe Samekratva Lapa, Lapao Dayajayo Tato Yudhjaya Yudhjaswaa Tato Yudhjaya Yudhjaswaa Naivam Paapamma Baptisi Naivam Paapamma Baptisi Translation Do thou fight Do thou fight For the sake of fighting For the sake of nothing Without considering happiness or distress Without considering happiness or distress Loss or gain Loss or gain Victory or defeat Victory or defeat And And By so doing By so doing You shall never incur sin You shall never incur sin Thank you so much So this is uh, another very beautiful concept, and I think all throughout this Bhagavad Gita, Krishna is again and again reinforcing this aspect of be equipoise in every situation. Be equipoise. Why? Because in this verse, Arjuna is taking a U-turn. Why U-turn? Because. All the while he was speaking about karma kanda. See, you have to fight. You have to fight because uh, if you don't fight, then sin will come. If you don't fight, then they will insult you. All these karma kanda he was speaking. But now, gradually, Arjuna is now, Krishna is now speaking from karma kanda to karma yoga. He's shifting his attention gradually now. He's telling, don't worry about the loss and gain, victory and defeat. Why? because this world is full of duality what is duality? duality means there is birth, there is death there is happiness, there is distress there is victory, there is defeat there is pain, there is pleasure if you see this whole world and the situations around you this world is full of duality but we should know that there is a world free from duality and that is the spiritual world in the spiritual world there is nothing called as duality it's all absolute that's why when we chant the Hare Krishna mantra this Hare Krishna mantra is actually absolute it is not different from Krishna but in this material world the sound and the substance is different for example, you know now there is water here Okay. If I simply say water, 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 do you think my thirst will get quenched just by chanting water, water, no, I still don't, I still feel thirsty, so in order to quench my thirst, I actually have to take the water and then drink it, Ah. so now when I drank the water, what happened, I actually came in touch with the substance water. So the sound water and the substance water are different in this material world. This is called duality. By chanting water, I could not quench my thirst. But in spiritual world, the spiritual name, the sound vibration Krishna, is not different from actual Krishna. So when you are chanting Krishna's name, this Hare Krishna mantra, Krishna is dancing on your tongue. Please remember this. Krishna is actually dancing on your tongue when you chant Hare Krishna mantra. So, He is personally present with you while you are chanting. What a wonderful thing it is! Krishna is so merciful in this Kali Yuga, He has appeared as sound vibration. Kali Kale Rupa Avatar. Krishna takes lot of avatars, right? Narsimha, Vamana, Matsya, Kurma. Varishwarama, Balarama, Kalki, so many avataras he takes. In Kali Yuga, he also takes an avatara. What is that avatara? Kali Kale Naamarupa Avatara He actually takes incarnation in the form of sound. So that is how we can actually get in touch with Krishna directly by chanting the holy name. So, very beautiful. Take advantage of chanting the holy names. Sankirtana is the recommended dharma for yoga. So it is non-dual so Krishna is saying don't worry about profit and loss All this profit loss okay bad name good name whether victory or loss Forget about all the results that you're going to get Although it is there but now let us speak a higher concept What is that higher concept? Karma Yoga Karma Kanda is different Karma Yoga is different you will understand this karma yoga in the next uh, words as we go forward it's a very nice concept what is karma kanda what is karma yoga we need to understand the difference between both of them so now at this verse from 31 to 38 krishna has explained karma kanda do this do this do this fight 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 because this is what will happen you will become victorious you will go to heavenly planets you will not get bad name you will be doing your sadhana but now is going to introduce another very interesting concept karma yoga so that we will understand in the next session so now let me take some question answers q and a and uh, let there be more question answers it's very very interesting to take some questions so let me see if there are already some questions here in the chat section so rabu what's an auspicious time of the day to read Bhagavad Gita, okay. Actually, the morning Brahma Murita is very interesting and very good time to read Bhagavad Gita. So what you can do is, what is the Brahma Murata? 96 minutes before the sunrise is called the Brahma Murata. Two Murata. One Murata is 48 minutes. So two muratas before, Brahma, before the sunrise is called the Brahma Murata, Brahma Murata is a time when even the devatas are actually worshipping the supreme lord. And this early morning time is very good time because the sattva guna, the sattva guna is predominant during this time. And any spiritual activities you do is going to multi, have multifold effect on you. Compared to the other time of the day that you are going to do. So this Brahma Purka is very very auspicious. That's why we devotees, we rise up early in the morning at 4 o'clock. And by 4.30 we start our mantra meditation. So it takes about uh, 2 hours until 6.30. 6.30 or 7.00 we do our mantra meditation. And then uh, you don't have to do 16 rounds of chanting right now but you can chant few rounds that you have committed to and then after that you can read Bhagavad Gita this is a very very good time for your uh, spiritual activities and in fact even material activities if you have heard most of the great leaders of the world they are early risers they all wake up early in the morning at five and that is when they plan their day early morning they come they sit peacefully and they plan all their strategies for the day and that is how they are very very productive so Dave has read uh, some book also, he mentioned yesterday about Robin Sharma, that actually great leaders are early risers and especially as devotees, no spiritual life if you are not an early riser. Spiritual life means early rising in the morning. We have to get up early in the morning, extremely important so, and for that you have to sleep early in the night. If you are sleeping by 11 o'clock, 11.30 after watching all those different serials and movies we will get unnecessary dreams, you will not get good sleep also because the dreams will take away all your energy So better to sleep early and I generally sleep by 9.30 max Sometimes rarely 10 o'clock but my 9.30 actually by 9 o'clock I tell everyone don't message me after 9 o'clock I am not available. 9 to 9.30 I do my prayers and I read something and then 9.30 we hit the bed. So. And early morning 4, 4 30, you wake up and then you start doing your spiritual activities. that is amazing that is very good so let me take some more questions so morning the time is a very ideal time for uh, doing all the spiritual activities so Hina Mataji is asking if an inaction could also be a sin if an inaction could also be a sin So if we do not raise our voice against any form of repression against us or others, is it a sin? No. Suppose if there is something wrong that is happening to you, somebody is doing something wrong to you, you definitely have to defend yourself, that is your Swadharma. Because defending ourselves is also our dharma and especially defending when we are not wrong. So people cannot simply override us but there are ways of dealing with different types of people if there is a person or an outsider who is trying to override you then you can be very blunt and you can actually tell him that this is how I am right and you are wrong and you can clarify your stance so that is very uh, blunt way of dealing with that person but sometimes when we are dealing with our own family members then we can sensitively handle the situations by clarifying our intentions because many times our actions can be misunderstood so in that situation when people do not have misunderstood you and you know very clearly that they have misunderstood first thing is to defend yourself by clarifying instead of having this mechanism you know we have a default uh, uh, defense mechanism in the mind Anybody tells us little bit and our ego gets hurt then we want to defend ourselves So first thing we should be very clear that yes, I have done my duty. I'm not wrong Then based on the person you can sensitively handle the situation but You can defend yourself only when you are not wrong but if you have done something wrong, you know that there is something wrong that I have done or it is it was not clear to you, the situation was not clear to you, and still it is wrong, then you have to either accept it or get clarification from the other person. Seek clarification from the other person. Because if we have done wrong and still we are defending ourselves, then it is adharma. Then it is not. But if you are correct and you clarify your intentions were correct, then you have to defend yourself and clarify to the people. That is Dharma, that is Dharma. So many times also this Dharma and Adharma actually does not just depend on the action, it depends on the intentions. So Chitra and the Yamadukas and Yamaraja himself, they are very very sensitive when they are giving certain judgement, the judgement is not based on the action alone, it actually is based on the intentions of the person. So they actually check the intention, not just your action. So Dharma and Adharma is based on our intentions. Okay? So I hope that clarifies. Uh, if you have anything more to ask, please feel free to ask. Achutanji is asking: is there a method to read to read the Bhagavad Gita versus every day? Yes, definitely, you can read. In a systematic way you can decide based on the time availability because they cannot be a set way of reading Bhagavad Gita so you can decide okay this is my quota That every day I am going to commit that I am going to read at least two shlokas a day so that is completely left to an individual because of the time constraint that each one of us has so you decide Yes, this is the time that I have, available time that I have and I can actually dedicate this much amount of time and I am going to read this much 2 shlokas or 3 shlokas according to the time that you have available time that you have so that way we cannot have a set way of reading uh, uh, Bhagavad Gita but ideally it should go from chapter 1 to chapter 18 so this sequence you have to follow we cannot simply open up anything and read Better that we follow a procedure of sequentially reading the Bhagavad Gita rather than uh, randomly reading, selecting some verses. Like that way, so that way will, will be very good. So Vinodji is asking, when you chant the mantra, how important is to have the mala with you? Okay, so that's very interesting because it is very important. The acharyas have said. Sankhya purvaka nama nama garivi means when we do this chanting, chanting has to be done. sankhya purvaka. Sankhya purvaka means with counting. With counting. In fact, I think in this very verse, 38. No, it's going to come in the verse 39. Sankhya. We'll understand this Sankhya. So Counting is important because when you hold the mala and chanting, chanting the sound vibration you are engaging your tongue at the same time you are engaging your ears at the same time you are engaging your another sense of touch. So your uh, tongue, your ears and the touch is all and if you have the picture of the Lord you are actually engaging even your eyes. While chanting and this is meditation. So why it is important because then when you are holding the mala Your body and mind are in sync. Your body and mind are in sync It helps you to synchronize and that is important and why the count is important because Another reason is the sense of satisfaction See now you have taken a vow you are committed to chant every day one round so early morning when you finish this one round of chanting on the mala ah, there is a sense of satisfaction why ah, yes I have done my duty of chanting of one round the sense of accomplishment is there every morning when you finish your one round there is a sense of accomplishment and when you Actually start your day with the sense of accomplishment. It is so wonderful because all the activities that you do throughout the day, you will seek. You will try to accomplish them. So that is why, why not start your day with an accomplishment? That's why that count is very, very important. Subtly, in a shukshma way, it is telling your mind. It is telling your mind, yes, I have accomplished something today. And that is chanting. So let me accomplish everything else in the day. So it's very nice. It helps you to accomplish all the other activities in your day-to-day life. So that sense of accomplishment comes when you do have this mala in your hand. But suppose you don't have Then what happens is you don't have that sense of accomplishment. Oh, I have done this much. I have done that much. There is no sense of that accomplishment. Oh, jitna aya me ne pol diya. No, that should not be there. The mind will cheat. So to regulate the mind, this counting on the mala is important. So, hope that answers your question. So, here, so Lasya is asking. I think she has logged in from another device. So, can or not? Uh, yes, Lasya, was it you? Yes, sir. I have logged into another one. Okay, wonderful, very nice. Okay, so here the question is: Can a non-believer of God only learn the essence of Bhagavad Gita without really believing in God? Yeah, I think this is not possible. That is why in the very early first session, I had mentioned to the introduction of the Bhagavad Gita, at least. Theoretically, you accept that Krishna is God. At least theoretically, you accept. Whether you believe or not, that is secondary. But at least in the mind, you think, ah, yes, there is a God. And that is Krishna. So, that theoretical acceptance that Krishna is God will help you to understand many beautiful concepts in the Bhagavad Gita. Because Krishna is going to say that, yes, that all of you are actually my part and parcel. So Mama Ivana, Jeeva, Lohi, Jeeva, Lohi, Jeeva, Lohi, you have to surrender only to me. Krishna is saying that you have to surrender to me. So, many, many things Krishna is telling there were, Manmana mat Bhakto Matyajima Namaskar, think of me and then fight. So, if you see carefully that Krishna is telling that you have to have this belief and faith that I exist and I am the Supreme Lord. So, that is extremely important. Okay, so believing in God is important to understand the concepts of Bhagavad Gita. If not, if somebody reads the Bhagavad Gita, there are many such people, Mayavadis. They are called Mayavadis. Mayavadis means, they don't believe in God, but when they read Bhagavad Gita, there are also some shlokas by reading which they think that, oh, we are God. There is nothing called as God by meditating And by purifying our consciousness, we also become God. We merge into that supreme consciousness, Brahman. And by merging into the Brahman, we will become God. So this concept, that is what they will So Mayavadis, Advaitavadis, the followers of Shankaracharya. Shankaracharya himself is a great philosopher and is a great devotee. But his followers, Advaitavadis, they say that there is no God, you are God. Now you have forgotten that you are God but you will become god by meditation so this Advaita Vadis we have to be very careful because it is another type of atheism they follow the Vedas they follow Bhagavad Gita they follow the meditation process Ashtanga Yoga, sankhya Yoga but ultimate conclusion is what? that we are god the conclusion, their philosophy concludes that yes you are god that is dangerous philosophy because we cannot become God, this is a very dangerous philosophy, in India this is very much prevalent You see many people say this, oh you are only God, it's just that you don't know right now but you have to meditate and you will become God We will understand as we go forward this Mayavadi philosophy Never listen to these Mayavadis, if you listen to the Mayavadis you will become an atheist So we should be very careful from where we listen to Bhagavad Gita, extremely important more than the Bhagavad Gita, the source of Bhagavad Gita is important because when a milk is tasted by the snake the milk will still look like a milk but if you drink that milk which is tasted by the snake it is poison, it will actually hurt you so when you listen Bhagavad Gita or the Vedas which is tasted, which is coming from the mouth of a non-devotee non-believer of God instead of giving you the correct conclusions he will give you wrong conclusions and it will destroy your devotion. It will destroy your spiritual life. So that is why it is important to hear from the appropriate source from the parampara. To listen this knowledge from a parampara. So that is why uh, please uh, don't listen to Bhagavad Gita from non-believers. I am not saying you should listen only from me. You can listen from devotees, lot of Vaishnavas. I explained to you about the four paramparas. So, anybody coming in the four parampara Brahma parampara, Rudra parampara, Sri parampara, Kumarat parampara, you can listen Bhagavad Gita from there. That. That's important. So, Hina Mataji is asking, Prabhuji, what is the significance of the number 108? Yeah. So, briefly explaining, Mataji, there are a lot of things, but briefly to tell you, this 108 is been very auspicious in our Vedic culture. You see, there are 108. Prominent Upanishads, Although there are many many Upanishads, 108 Upanishads are there Out of so many thousands of Queens of Krishna, the 108 Queens are considered to be the prominent Very prominent And then it is also said that the the distance between the Earth and the Sun is 108 Yojanas, uh, 108,000 Yojanas, something like that so that is how this 108 has become very prominent and it is given by the Acharyas So i'll give you more details on this in the next session 108 has many more reasons why it is auspicious But these are few of them that i have explained to you So last day asking what if we take krishna as a life master instead of god Okay, so krishna can be a life master, definitely. But you cannot limit Krishna only to be a life coach. Krishna is definitely a life coach because that is what he is doing right now to Arjuna. He has become a life coach for Arjuna. He is that. But he is not only that. He is also God. He is also the Supreme Law. And that we cannot compromise. We should know and accept that krishna is the supreme lord because if you don't accept him as the supreme lord then how will you have intimate relationship with him because if you think only as a life master life coach okay today you are thinking krishna is my life coach tomorrow you will say no 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 krishna uh, you know he has done so many things uh, he has uh, he is a thief he has put, stolen the butter he has stolen the clothes of the gopis And he has done so many uh, wrong things, so-called wrong things, quote unquote. You may think, no, 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 I don't want this person to be my life coach. I want Shiva. Shiva, I think, is very life coach. But then you see Shiva also sometimes he gets angry. No, no, let me go to Brahma. Love. Brahma is very peaceful. You know, we can go on like this, changing life coach. But we should know that Krishna has a very special position as God and that is why we need to take him as the supreme law it's extremely important extremely important so uh, yes ina ji is asking okay Prabhuji, thank you in any of the next session could you please explain about sanatana dharma okay so sanatana dharma like uh, we will definitely touch upon more about it but like i told you the basis for sanatana dharma In the previous session, we discussed that the quality of the soul, the intrinsic, inseparable quality is to serve and to love. The Sanatana Dharma, the basis for Sanatana Dharma is to serve and to love. But if we don't have this attitude of service and attitude of love, then Sanatana Dharma will not be understood properly. So the basis for Sanatana Dharma is this, because this is what Sanatana Dharma teaches. What is the Sanatana Dharma? Way of life way of life can be understood when it has a foundation of love and service. So we will definitely touch more upon this Samatham Dharma also. Very interesting. So that's it for today. So thank you so much and uh, we will definitely definitely meet again next Sunday with morning uh, many more shlokas, and I will share some other sessions also about certain in- interesting things, interesting topics uh, and we can listen to them in the future. Thank you, Vinod Thank you, Ina and Jaha Ketanji, everybody. We will meet again next time. Thank you, Prabhu Ji. Hare Krishna. Take care. Hare Krishna.